0: The mortgages that we're getting through you now are not necessarily with the bank that we work for. And that says a lot because we do get employee discounts as far as mortgages and things are concerned. However, when I take those into account, they still can't provide the same type of return for me as compared to your own plan. Then... That makes me think, you know, it's clearly what they're doing is for them, not for me.
1: Yeah, that and,
0: speaks volumes. Yeah, that <laughs> speaks volumes. So, you know, when I'm working for a major financial institution and I'm going somewhere else to get my mortgage, that's, that's something. Yeah, there's a lot.
2: Hey friends, have you ever wondered how you can pay off your mortgage faster? Or maybe you like to help your kids get into the real estate market, or better yet, retire with some passive income. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Sylvia Home Mortgage Podcast. My name is Sylvia. I'm here to teach you how to achieve your goals simply by owning just one more property. everyone it's sylvia here thanks so much for joining us in the jump podcast today we have roy and hayden they purchased their first investment property and it's very interesting roy goes from i'm not ready to do this to having a plan to buy three more properties listen to this podcast and if you want to learn more about the jump program all it takes is for us to get onto a call for 15 minutes go to sylviaho.ca and book a time to chat with me Hey, everyone. I'm joined by Hayden and Roy. They have three beautiful kids. Their oldest son is in university. Their daughter is going to be going to university. And then they have a, another child that is in grade 10. They went into this real estate investment side because they want to do this for their kids. Is that correct? That's correct. And yeah. for retirement. And for retirement. So talk to me a little bit more about what your plans were, what you guys wanted to do, and where you guys ended up.
1: Plans are investors three properties so we can get enough money for retirement and also to help our kids out with their education and help them out with the house later on in life. Mm-hmm. So that's really our goal.
2: Okay. So as parents, basically you're saying I'm doing this for the kids, but I also want to watch out for my own retirement as well. Exactly. Yep. When you first
1: came to me, what were you looking for me to do for you? to help us invest in additional properties with the same amount of payments that we're making uh, overall for our car payments and whatever other miscellaneous payments. Yeah, so basically increase our portfolio Real estate. Right. So when you first came to me,
2: what was the challenge that you guys had? Because I think you've been thinking about real estate for a while now, right? As another yeah. investment tool. So talk to me about before you didn't take action, but this time you did take action. What What was that difference? Yeah. And that, that that might be a Roy question. Yeah. I was just say.
0: Uh, yeah, m- mainly it was my nagging life. <laughs> so uh, She's been nagging me for years to buy more properties, and I've been hesitant, um, just basically because my past experiences, or at least my goal, was to try and pay off our debts as quick as possible. So, Hayden wanted to buy some more properties as far as investments are concerned because we had a lot of our money tied up in in our two existing properties, our our home and our cottage. Mm-hmm. And uh, wanted to diversify a little bit. You know, we have RSPs and all the rest of that stuff too. But um, mainly, we wanted to try and get into uh, real estate because you know, obviously, it's a good good investment. And in, uh, trying to get our kids in the market at some point too, because it's uh, pretty challenging for for kids nowadays to even think about buying properties uh, in the future. Right. And, right. Uh, but mainly, yeah, it's a, my, Hayden's been after me for a long time to do that, and I was you know pretty hesitant about it, but she finally broke me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what, what part were you hesitant about? This is very interesting because a lot of a lot of individuals feel the same way as you do, Roy, where they're like, I want to pay off my debts first. I want to get rid of debt first. So what made you change from let's get rid of all our debts? Because you guys were pretty much mortgage-free.
0: One of the things that pushed us, I guess, was just the recent influx in the real estate market. Um, obviously prices are astronomical at this point. You know, people are paying outrageous amounts for property. And at least our thought was our kids are never going to be able to afford to get into the market unless we try and help them. Mm-hmm. And with all the assets that we have tied up in our current real estate, we figured, well, we might as well try and try and put that money to use. Up until now, we've Always dealt strictly with the banks for our mortgages and stuff. We've never really used a broker before. And I think your method for doing this is something we really hadn't considered or even heard before. So this kind of intrigued us a little bit, you know, helped push us over the edge to try and make the move. So.
2: Okay. Okay. So th- there's two schools of thinking. There's old school thinking. And there's new school thinking. Right. And you guys attended my webinar. Did that impact you in your decision at all to do this? Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we grew so. up with the old school of thinking. Yeah. Go to school. Yeah. Get married. Yeah. Get a, married, job. Get a yeah. job. Yeah.
0: Pay yeah. off your debts.
1: That's right. Yeah. And, Retire. and exa- that's yeah. it.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: okay so old school thinking so if we were going to recap old school thinking old school thinking is what you what you just said right right uh get rid of my debt yep right and then retire right and then so now it sounds like you guys have moved over to new school thinking so what does that mean to you like what is new school thinking to you and what does that mean
0: taking advantage of the assets that we have built up in our current properties and also taking advantage of and current interest rates are relatively low. They are going up a little bit now, but um, still, as far as borrowing is concerned, and our financial position ourselves, um, we can, you know, I think we can afford to do this. And in fact, it's shown us that we can do this and reduce our monthly output, which is substantial, and hopefully increase our cash flow a little bit, you know, so we're not looking to get filthy rich, we're just trying to make some headway again for our kids and for our own retirement, of course, we would like to retire somewhat comfortably, but we don't plan on living an extravagant lifestyle, but, you know, I do want to retire somewhat comfortably and, um, and that's tough to do these days. So with the job market, the way it is and the instability and so many different aspects of the financial world, I, I just figured that this was the right thing to do in the right time. I, you know, now that I look at it, I wish I had it done a long time ago but probably wasn't in the state of mind to do it back then, you know, knowing that we were fairly, you know, pretty much, like you said, mortgage-free, you know, we own pretty much our house and our other property as well. So this just seemed to be the right thing to do as far as uh, making use of those assets, you know, the equity that we have built up already and it's just kind of sitting there doing nothing. I shouldn't say doing nothing. I mean, it is increasing with the, with the increases in real estate, but it's not really working for us um, as far as, you know, trying to put your money in the right places. So we've tried different things in stock markets and RSPs and all kinds of different investing and then just not producing the way I would like them to. And, you know, they are a part of our portfolio. I just think that right now the real estate piece is something that can help us increase that that value and, you know, hopefully for the future put us in a better position and our kids, you know, for them too, because it's that's really good. One of the main things is to try and get the, get the, get a foot in the door for them. At some point, our, you know, our oldest son, he's thinking the same way. He's only 23, but he's got a good head on his shoulders. So he's thinking the same thing. He'd like to put some of his money that he's got into real estate. And um, so this all kind of makes sense at some point. We're just trying to figure out the best way to do it.
2: Beautiful. Thank you very much for explaining that. We we gotta lead ourselves to be able to lead our kids as well, right? So you're you're leading your oldest son right now just by showing him all this stuff, um, just showing him what the jump program is all about. Now you did mention in the past you just dealt with banks, and then now you're working with a mortgage broker. Do you notice any difference between working at the branch level versus working with myself?
0: Hayden and I, ironically, both work for a bank and have obviously had our mortgages and, and finances through that same bank. It's kind of Required when you work there. It's kind of a one size fits all when you're dealing with the bank. It's you know they follow a pretty standard model. Whether you work for them or not, they're obviously going to do what's best for them, not necessarily what's best for you. And um, in this situation, I think that we're getting something that's a little more tailored specifically to our requirements and what our goals are, rather than what the bank goals are, which is obviously to make money. So I don't I don't blame the banks for what they're doing. I just don't think that their mindset is in our best interest. And I think that this plan is a better approach for us as far as our goals. Right. So
1: I think the banks basically they're in the box. You guys are mortgage broker. You're going outside of the box and that's the difference. I think one of the things
0: there too, to, to kind of show that point is, I mean, the mortgages that we're getting through you now are not necessarily with the bank that we work for. And that says a lot because, We do get employee discounts as far as mortgages and things are concerned. However, when I take those into account, they still can't provide the same type of return for me as compared to your own plan, then that makes me think, you know, it's clearly what they're doing is for them, not for me.
1: Yeah. That speaks
0: volumes. Yeah. That speaks volumes. So, you know, when I'm working for a major financial institution and I'm going somewhere else to get my mortgage, that's, that's something. Yeah. There's a lot.
2: So now, talk to me about this property that
1: you guys bought. We ended up in Calgary because the market in Ontario is crazy. We just can't seem to find anything. We've put in so many offers in uh, the Niagara area for my son because he's on hockey team there. So him and his buddies needed uh, a place to, to stay, and every offer we put in, we're outbid. So we thought, you know what? Let's look around. And Calgary seemed to be a lot more affordable than Ontario, so that's what uh, made us purchase in Calgary.
0: Yeah, and I, I think too, um, you know. So aside from Matthew's situation where he was looking for a place to stay, I mean that 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 situation's changed a bit. So he's he's okay for now. We'll continue to look for things like that. We have another daughter going to university. Possibly at McMaster. So, you know, we're looking in Hamilton as well to try and find a place out there, uh, not necessarily for this year uh, per se, but next year for sure, because she'll be out of residence. So, you know, we're still looking in Ontario. However, th- with the prices in Ontario right now, it's a little bit crazy. And I think Hayden had done a bunch of research looking at different opportunities. I think what really brought you to Calgary was one of those first places you were looking at that. Uh, you know, they were building them in the future and you could invest in them. And and then we kind of steered away from that. We didn't like that plan. So we ended up finding a real estate agent out there in Calgary that we just really liked. Uh, He's a great guy. And um, he showed us a bunch of different places, gave us some options to look at and we've been working with him. And uh, so we ended up finding a place out there and uh, it was a good deal. Prices are fairly low yet. There's a decent return on the, on the rental income out there. So ironically, the rental isn't that far off. The rental income isn't that far off from it here in Ontario, but the price to purchase something there is dramatically different. So that's where we start. So, you know, we'll get in, start small and then uh, work our way up from there. We'd still like to purchase stuff in Ontario definitely. Um, if we could, yeah. but it's got to be in the right place for the right, right. price. So we're definitely want to diversify. Yeah. We're, you know, so we're still looking and we're still looking at Calgary too for other different options out there, but, um, you know, something good comes up, but yeah. Uh, we're kind of open to anything uh, to, to a degree, but Ontario and Calgary are where we're looking right at the moment.
2: Okay. You guys are buying real estate to help your kids. Matthew, he's currently in university. He's renting a place with a bunch of his friends, I think. And there was something going on with the landlord and that's what kind of prompted this whole, Hey, let's buy in St. Catharines."
1: That's correct.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He was having some trouble where he was and, um, just issues with the landlord and the, and the house itself. That seems to have kind of sorted itself out to a certain degree. He's kind of backed off on that. said, hey, I think we'll stay where we are for the time being. So we said, you know, fine. Not that that would deter us from buying out there if we could find the right piece of property. We did actually look at a couple and put some bids in, did get them. But now the next focus will be uh, for Kira out uh, in Hamilton Way. But, um, you know, if that works out great, if it doesn't, then we'll do something else. But Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: Okay, and so is so right now you're like, hey, instead of putting money into residence or into rent, right, why don't we be the landlords and then let your kids move in there and then rent it up to their friends and then collect rent instead of you giving rent out to another landlord?
0: Exactly. In the case with Kira going to to McMaster, it's. she could be there for quite a long time she wants to win the medical son. so it, it's she could be there for many if, years yeah and that's um, if
1: she goes to if sure, she right? goes there yeah i'm I mean, pretty I pretty that's, sure that's
0: where she can go yeah. but r- regardless wherever she goes that that's probably the next location we'll look but it's it's really to try and you know try and make the best use of that money i, I hate paying rent for stuff that you know if i can own it and and, uh, and build some equity you know even if i only keep it for 3 or 4 years You know, that's fine. I have to admit, you know, as far as reservations are concerned, I I wasn't keen on um, being a landlord, but, uh, you know, there are are ways to manage it properly and to deal with things. And we've kind of learned along the way just recently dealing with our real estate agent of Calgary and a property manager out there. So it's working out okay at this point.
2: Are you using a property manager out for Calgary property?
0: We, we are for now be, because of the location. It's, um, you know, the cost is quite reasonable for what they can do. And it, because we're not there, it makes it easier. You know, if there's minor issues or even just, you know, picking up keys and dropping stuff off, it makes sense to have somebody there to kind of look at it and keep an eye on it. And it is a condo. So it's, you know, there's not a lot of upkeep to begin with and it's a fairly new place. So, we just thought that that would be the best option at this point. You know, maybe as we get into it a little bit further, we may move away from that and deal with it ourselves. But um, it all depends on how things go over the next little while. If it was local here, yeah, we would a not story. use it. Pro- yeah. We probably wouldn't use a property manager. We probably do it ourselves. You know, but for Calgary, that's the best option for now. Yeah, definitely the best option.
2: So now that you've gone through the process, in your opinion, you said something, wish I had done it earlier, but your just mindset wasn't there, right? But in your opinion, now that you know what the jump program is all about, do you feel that you had to be mortgage free to do this? Not necessarily.
0: No. Even if you have your own mortgage, like if you have a mortgage on your house, I think if you manage the cash flow property and you can make it a positive cash flow so that, you know, or at least where you're you're equal to what you're doing today, as far as payments are concerned, then why wouldn't you? Because if it's not really going to cost you any more or even just a little more, then it's probably worthwhile because in the end, the equity that you're going to build is going to far away what you're paying. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the key.
1: But we never would have come to that uh, conclusion unless we attended your webinar
0: yeah yeah because you know if we hadn't have gotten involved with that then i probably would have stayed on the path that was on the plan was literally was to pay off any minor debts that we had sell this house uh, that we currently live in today and then use those funds and move to our cottage use those funds to you know help the kids out eventually and you know and have some left over for us but now you know that plan has changed a little bit we'll use the income that we're getting from the property. Some of them may, we may sell when we retire. Some of them may not. This house, we, we haven't decided what to do with it either. That plan's kind of up in the air again. So we may keep it and rent it out. We may keep it and rent it to the kids or whatever, you know, whatever works out best. As long as we've got enough money to live on, then if I can keep my hand in the market a little bit after I retire, I would continue to do that.
2: Yeah. Beautiful. Hayden, did you have anything to add to that?
1: Just basically what Roy said, plus having three kids, uh, the youngest is still in in high school. So we still have a ways to go for um, what we're going to do with this particular house. Maybe you may want it. Who knows?
0: Yeah. uh, Those options are all there for them, right? So I think this situation that we're in now with the investments gives us a little better opportunity to have more options when we do retire. So it's not necessarily set in stone anymore. Whereas before it was, you know, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, we're going to sell this place. Stone, yeah. Before yeah. It, this is, you know, this has been the plan. And it's been the plan for about 10 years. And now we've got different options we can look at when that time comes in. So, that, that's still five to seven to 10 years. Ten year, Who knows when yeah. I'm going to retire. But, um, you know, I could retire in five to six or seven years. I think under the current situation, if the real estate Investments continue to work out, then I could potentially retire earlier. Earlier, exactly. so yeah. it, it, that works out good for me because um, I am getting near retirement—not very real near, but <laughs> fifty-five, close, yeah, <laughs> close, close, close enough. So <laughs> you,
1: know, you know, it's um,
0: that's always been a future goal: is just mm-hmm. to to retire as you know as early as possible, but it ha- I have to be financially. Sad, and I'm, I'm hoping that that kids will have at least have something to um, to use at the when the time for me to retire yeah. Yeah. Stay, so.
1: yeah, I wish we had started this a little bit sooner, but
0: yeah, know, we probably would have been, been further start. ahead. But um, you know, everything in good time. Yeah, but uh, you know, I think people if they've got a, a mortgage that's currently under control and they can manage it and. Can get their foot in the door with real estate investing, then I, I my advice would be do it sooner rather than later, right. because you're only going to be better off in the long run. So
2: yeah, well said. Beautiful. So if you don't mind, I wanted to just go over some quick numbers in regards to cash flow, because I really want to point that out to clients um, that, you know, your cash flow before you even met me was, I think it was like $3,500 per month. And that included your car loan, your mortgage and everything. Right. And then now that you've picked up another property, a lot of people feel that, oh, if I pick up more debt, that means my cash flow is going to be higher. And therefore, I'm not going to have that same lifestyle that I want to have that I have today. Right.
0: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah.
2: Right. But the way that we have it set up, how do you feel about the cash flow?
0: The one property that we purchased out in Calgary, it's going to end up with a positive cash flow, which is good. Now, it's not a huge amount of money. So, I don't know what it, we figured out about, say, let's just round it off and say it's $300. Yeah. It's still $300 that wasn't there before. That's right. right. So, compared to what we were paying, compared to what we will be paying under the new arrangements, it's a positive. So, I don't know how you felt that really, you know, the plan is to buy a couple more properties. And once those are in place, the cash flow hopefully will will continue and depending on what those are. Right. And that's, that's really where the the issue is, is depending on what you have to put out for a a home or another property, whether it's a second, third, fourth property, whatever it's going to be, depending on what your mortgage payments are and what your income potential are for that home is really what determines what your cash flow is going to be, whether it's positive or whether you're breaking even or what it's going to be. So that's really the key to think about there. And if you can increase your cash flow on the positive side and continue to have the lifestyle you have today, regardless of what it is, you know, within reasonable limits, then I can't find anything negative about it.
1: Increase your cash flow, that's one. But even if we don't increase our cash flow, if we purchase another property, as long as we're able to, Break even,
0: we're good with that too. We're right, because to the equity, you're building equity and mm-hmm. in the long run, you're still going to end up much further ahead. So, you know, again, yeah, like Hayden said, it's a good point. Even if you just break even where you are today and you're building more equity than you currently are, then again, that's positive. That's right. You can't fault that. So.
2: Okay. So we went from 3,500 and positive cash flow. But you're saying that even if it was, you're used to 3,500, let's just say it's a negative cash flow, and you were to bring out like 3,700, as long as you guys were okay with that, you're like, we see the bigger picture because in the long term, real estate's going to go up. Right. So it's like saying, okay, I'm going to just put aside 200 bucks per month for this potential negative cash flow. If that were the case here, then it produces this big, huge jump number later on.
0: That's correct. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the kind of the goal, right? Is just um, I think that's the key is to, right, to get people to look at and focus on is longer term. Yeah, the big picture. Right? You know, it's not a get rich quick scheme. It's you know I think in if, as far as real estate's concerned nowadays, especially on second third properties because they're not your primary residence, it's you're in it for more of a long haul than anything, right? And I don't mean twenty years. I mean you know, you're into it for at least three, four or five years, whatever you're going to, whatever your plan is longer, if possible, because the longer you're in the better you're going to be regardless of what the market does. It, you know, let's face it, the market bounces here and there. It, it's not seeing the the changes that it did 10, 20 years ago, other than the fact that it continues to go up. Yeah. But you know, it's, even in when they have minor corrections in the market, it always, still always rebounds and you still end up you know, always end up in a positive. So To me, it's a win-win, and for me to say that, to where I my mentality was before, I think that's a pretty substantial change.
1: Yeah, like it's very cliché to say this, but it's
0: not a not a sprint; it's a marathon. So that's all we have to look at it. The sooner you get in, the better off you are, because you're, you know, like again, you're just if that cash flow is good and the equity you're building is good, then the better off you are for yourself, your kids, or whatever your future plans are.
1: Our son in university. I mean, he's already talking about oh i'd like to speak to sylvia eventually when he gets a, a job and whatnot yeah Once you know university. he wants
0: he's got a little bit of money and he wants to try and invest it and you know he's not keen on sticking it in uh, the bank in or, the banks yeah. and stuff so he's you know he's in, and he's newer and like he's younger right I should say he's newer yeah. he's younger he's got that mentality and I mean, he's got the drive so you know younger you can start better as far as i'm concerned at this stage and real estate's obviously a good good investment or has been for many many years so you know, if he can get his foot in the door, even better.
2: Right. You talked about having more options. So now that we picked up some extra properties, that option of selling your current home, moving to the cottage, and living on the proceeds of that current home has changed. Where you have more options, where you can rent, sell, move here, move there. How does that make you
0: feel? It's increased the security. I you know. Before we got into this, I felt that in our financial position, we were going to be fine anyways. Um, as far as what our plan was. I thought with the money we have, savings, investments, the values of the properties, I just felt that, hey, we're, we're going to be fine regardless. Now I'm feeling that we're probably going to be a little bit better off. You know, I felt we were going to be fine. I still wasn't, you know, back then I still wasn't sure where the kids were going to be as yeah. far as their situation. Now I feel that maybe we've got, we've got all those requirements met um, yeah. to some yeah. degree. It's, you know, we're not going to make them millionaires, I don't think we're at least going to be able to give them a fighting chance to get started. That's a big plus. I mean, a really good example there is if you know if our daughter goes, goes to university and wants to get in the medical field, she's in for another 10 years of school at minimum. So by the time she's done, she's almost 30. And if she can get in the market or we can maybe put her in a position to get into something around that age or before, then I think that's a huge bonus for her because she's, you know, she's going to have some debts and stuff. So just a positive all, all the way around.
1: So yeah, it's like the best of both worlds, right?
0: Yeah, it's you know, it's, it's looking after retirement um a little bit. I mean, retirement's already in pretty decent shape anyway, but this will just kind of be icing on the cake and then to help the kids as well, knowing that we're going to be able to do that is a good thing because that kind of concerned me um, previously.
2: Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. So this is my last question to you guys is if you guys were to give one or two advice to your younger self. What would you say to yourself?
0: Start earlier. That would be um, whenever, as soon as you can, within reason, right? It's like, don't mortgage yourself to the point where you're eating. I think <laughs> your really? term was Crafting you, you know, mac and cheese every day. <laughs> that's no way to live. But if you can just get that first property started, right? Like that's an additional property, get that going, you start, you know, like I said, smart. start small. You don't have to buy a million dollar mansion. Well, $1 million dollars is isn't mentioned much anymore. Nope, but, <laughs> you know, you don't have to start off huge, start small if you can. Um, anything to get into the market, get started, and then move from, and then continue to do that. Don't be nervous or afraid of it. If you can, if you can put a plan in place that proves to you that you can do this from a cash flow perspective, then don't shy away from it. Try and do it because it's like I said earlier in this conversation, I wish I had done it 10 years ago or earlier, but um, just wasn't in that mindset. So it's really get your head wrapped around that. I think the younger generation, especially can, can see that they see the challenges um, financially, if they can get a plan in place like this and work with someone like yourself, they have a much better chance. Again, I'll go back to the banks. They don't explain things really all that well. And they're, you know, although they make it sound great, you know, their, their goal, like any business is to make a ton of money and you know, and most of them are—they're making billions a year. So, you know, do what you can to get into the market as fast as you can, or as soon as you can, and stick with it. You know, stay with it as best you can. And you know, you're better off to maybe curtail your spending a little bit and invest and put that money towards investing in the real estate market, using someone like yourself, Sylvia, to help them, rather than trying to go out and buy that first and perfect home. You know, start small, work up from there.
1: I echo everything Roy said, but don't put your eggs in one basket. Speak to a mortgage broker uh, as opposed yep. to just a branch or a bank or institution. Let them go out there yep. and look for you. And that was, I think, one of our
0: Yeah, that's probably too. one of the mistakes. Yeah, I mean, banks are great. They'll lend you the money. No problem. If you've got a decent job and you can pay the bills, they'll give you whatever you want. But they're going to give you what you want based on their terms, not yours. Yeah. And so use a broker, you know, use someone like Sylvia to get out there and and find out what those best options are. What's the best thing for you, not the best thing for the bank or whoever your lender is, like find out what fits for you and and how you can do it. That's the key. It's your money. Try and make it work for you. I think that's one of the things I would say is make your money work for you. Whereas, you know, in a situation like ours, we haven't uh, for a long time. We've tied it up in tons of real estate. You know, our, both our primary residence and our cottage are worth, you know, a good chunk as compared to what we bought them for. We've made a, a, a good buck on both of them. As far as equity is concerned, you know, our primary residence is, is more than doubled in three years. And so, and that's part of that's just the real estate market itself. But the idea is if you've made that much, then make that money work for you. Don't let it just sit there and do nothing. Which is that's what we're essentially doing. what you do. Yeah. You just sit on a million dollar piece of property. It does absolutely nothing for you. When you can make that money, make more money, right? So that's the key: invest, invest, and make some, you know, build some equity, and uh, and then diversify all that.
1: Yeah, all set in.
2: Beautiful. Thank you very, very much, Hayden and Roy. This has been absolutely amazing. If I were just to summarize your story, you went from, "I'm going to pay off my mortgage as soon as possible. I'm going to retire with you know my two properties," to now invest. And retire with comfort, and set my kids up for success, so they could get into the market as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's the key. Yeah, yeah. it's setting your you know a big thing for us. Obviously, for any parent, set your kids up for success. And in today's market, that's really even more important than it was before. Even even five years ago, you know, somebody could afford to get into the market. You know, for the most part, nowadays it's
1: you know mm-hmm. if, you know it's if,
0: possible. you know like Matthew if he comes out of school today. He couldn't buy a house. Not at all. You know, so, but if he can take that money, we can help him invest it. Even, you know, he, you know if he was to use that money, give it to us, and we can help him invest it for him, he could be a part owner or something, then that's great. Like, just trying to get that money into the market somehow and get started and then build some more equity. That's That's the key. That's, that's the story when I what when I would tell everybody. And, and, and we have been talking to a number of different family members and friends. And friends. They're getting into this as well. They, they see the value in it. And some of them are about, well, they're pretty much our age They're getting into it too. They're seeing the value in it. and um, So, yeah, it's, it's the way to go, I think.
2: Very good. I just want to put in a little plug here that, you know, for your daughter, when she gets to residence, they do make some money for residence. And there are yes. lenders out there that will give her a mortgage, even if she's only a resident. Huh.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, they she will make some money and so we will with what we're doing now, we should be able to help her out a little bit. And, um, you know, she gets into, a you know, what I would recommend to her right away, based on what I've learned and different things that I've heard is, you know, get into this now, Kira, you know, start this right away. That's what we're telling Matthew, too. If they can start when they're in their 30s, you know, around that age, I think they're going to be very well off as they get older, right? And and hopefully being able to retire much, before much sooner than me. Yeah, so. taking a start before their 30s, actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so. Their 20s. Excellent.
2: Thank you so much, Hayden. Thank you so much, Roy, for the time that you've given us here today. A lot of the advice that you've given us is absolutely invaluable and I know will help a lot of other clients as well. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Oh,
1: you're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you yeah, thank for, you all, you for your all your support.
2: Hey, everyone, we just heard from Roy and Hayden and his advice to those thinking about the JUMP program is, I wish I had done it earlier. I wish I had done it sooner. The reason Roy and Hayden do it is for their three kids so that to give them a fighting chance to get into the real estate market. Now, in their opinion, their kids can now afford to get into the market later on when they are ready. You want to learn more about the JUMP program, go to sylviaho.ca, book a 15-minute call with me. All it takes is 15 minutes for us to figure out whether this is for you or not. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to the Sylvia Ho Mortgage Podcast. We'll catch you on the next episode. You want to learn more about the JUMP program, please connect with me at sylviaho.ca. Love to hear from you. All it takes is 15 minutes for us to chat to see if this will work for you. Thanks, guys.